fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final try Hey everybody and welcome to episode number 59 of the third season of the Fantasy Fullback Dive brought to you by the good people at the Road Street Journal. We are paving the way, although not for me, uh, not for anybody of substance, not for the Wolf, I don't think, at least not in the RSJ League, I don't know. Oh, I made. Yeah, oh, you I'm won? Made. Okay. Oh, that's big that you're in the finals. All right. All right. Well, ass out. well, I got ahead of myself. Um, paving the way, lead blocker, etc., so on and so forth, fantasy excellence and blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm your host, Nat The Truth Jones. With me, as always, the Wolf of Road Street himself. Wolf, it was a pretty crazy week 15, you have to admit. Oh, it was <clears> unbelievably <throat> crazy. Yeah, some of the top teams. We talked about this, too, last week, and need to come up with the term, whether it's like premature ejaculation or something of that nature yeah, when you, you have go. a high week and you explode all over yourself. Like my brother, 204 points last week, put up under 80 this week. You called it. And, and we call, I mean, it happens no matter what. Every single year when you get the buy and your team blows up, uh, you know you're just going to lose. There's no doubt about it every single time. So that happened to him. Thankfully, I, I made three semis. I'm locked into two That's finals great. right now. Uh, tonight's game with McCaffrey and a couple others it will come down to the wire in my third league. But I might go three for three right now. Uh, obviously, I missed the Fez League. But three out of four leagues could be finals. So I'm feeling pretty good. But this week was insane. And we have a uh, tweet from our friend Scott Barrett to kind of Put it into perspective. Uh, he goes, imagine having this lineup. Quarterbacks, Jameis Winston. Running back one, Saquon Barkley. Running back two is Aaron Jones. Wide receiver one is Adam Thielen. Wide receiver two is Tyree Kill. Wide receiver three is Keenan Allen. Your flex is Lamar Miller and your tight end's Eric Ebron. Sounds pretty, pretty good. Pretty damn good lineup. I mean, three wide receiver ones, the top two horse in the league, and then Aaron Jones behind him, who's been exploding. Ebron, the top tight end score. I mean, sounds like a beastly lineup. If that was your lineup this well, week. I mean, little spoiler alert, because I did have two of those guys in my lineup in the Roto League. Um, yes. And, so and, and did, not, did not even come close to winning that game, I have to say. Oh, it's awful. So those those that lineup <clears throat> would have combined to score 140 fantasy points as average each week. They scored combined 29.3. That's just those insane. Just That's just so crazy. Isn't that ridiculous? So, I mean, obviously, you know, at the end of the day, yes, it takes skill to make the playoffs, to, to grind out a long season. But some of these times, man, it just it, it sucks. You get kicked in the nuts. Fantasy is the cruelest mistress, the best mistress when it's, it's going Best mistress, but so cruel. But so cruel when she wants to just rip your sack off, and, and she did that to so many people today. Uh, so I apologize if you had to deal with that. If you want to call rotostreetjournal.com slash wine line, we're definitely going to try to put up a best of week 15 because this was an especially brutal one. We're actually, actually running a contest, I should say. Uh, the best one gets a $25 Venmo, PayPal, whatever you want, and uh, a free shirt, hat, whatever gear from Roto Street Journal. So if you send us the best Roto Street wine of the week, and and like we just mentioned, plenty to whine about plenty of duds uh so call on in and and let us know hit up that number on rotostreetjournal.com slash wine line let us know what you have to say now i told you before we rolled because <clears throat> i got kicked out of the road street journal league and i am pissed about that i mean i'm not like enraged but the thing i told you that's not the thing that i'm not the most pissed about the thing <laughs> i'm the most pissed about i alluded to last week 
which is that my hometown league team is continuing to explode. Just I mean, steamrolling. Oh, Hawkins. Well, <laughs> oh, we we have we have um, a thing in our league which I think is pretty cool, which I, I recommend in leagues that are continuous. Like you know, you're with the same guys every year. We do this, and I actually think it's a pretty cool idea. The teams that don't make the playoffs, they remain in for what we call the chase. And mm-hmm. you continue to keep score. You continue to keep playing. And the team that scores the most total points over the playoffs gets the number one pick in the draft and so on down the line. Ooh, so okay. I, mean, I, I actually like think it's a pretty good innovation. And no one else does it except us. I've never uh, heard that. I like the chase, too. That's a good name yeah, for it. I like yeah, that. So we yeah. call it that. And, and so I just needless to say, I am leading the chase substantially. <laughs> and so, I mean, I can say, like, I'm really happy about that. But I'm not. I mean, I'm really, really, really angry. Yeah, um, my team for the second week in a row not only outscored all the other chase teams, but also outscored all the other teams in the playoffs. So oh it's the team that I thought that I had. It's just they showed up a week too late. Oh, it's pain. That's, yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's just it's infuriating, man. It makes me so angry. But anyway, we're gonna get moving. We're gonna talk about some risers, some heroes. Um, you know, it's funny. I listened to a couple other uh, fantasy podcasts, although none of them are as good as this one. But I do listen to a couple of the other guys on some other shows. And it was funny. People were all agonizing about, do you start Derrick Henry this week? And almost all of them were like, no. <laughs> really? Like coming up this they were just, coming They were week? just like, no, no, the one that just happened. We, we were all in. We said ride yeah, that high I, hand. I though. know. I'm saying they were like, they were like uh, you know, I just don't trust him. The, 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 floor uh, is, the floor is too low. And yes, his floor is extremely low. But yeah. good Lord. I mean. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> can we talk about Derrick Henry for just a second? I mean, he's on the list of risers, so we can just dive right Let's into it. Let's get right get into, into it. it. Let's talk. Let's talk about Derrick Henry, and then I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll go back around. An absolute monster. 33 carries, a career high. So all this committee just been muddled in this gross situation where you can never carve out even more than 10 touches. Gets 33 carries. Unbelievable. An average is over five a carry. And, and it ripped it to 170 yards, two TDs, got plenty of goal line usage. It goes to show just what is going on. Why is he not getting I mean, you thought he was like the week. guy for like three years. Like oh, you've, you've been in this. love with this guy. Like this is what you've been anticipating. And then you see it and you're like, oh, right. This is what I always assumed he was capable of. Why hasn't it been happening? That's the the golden question. I don't know whether it's practice habits. Well, I mean, and there are granted plenty of times you watch him play, and you're just like, this like guy's trash. running like such a bitch. Like he's 250 pounds trying to bounce it outside and getting tackled behind the yard, you know, yard scrimmage. But when he runs like this, when you feed him 30, and this is what I really think with Henry and some backs that are just this way, Zeke's similar, where they just wear down a defense and they grind him out. You give this guy 25 times, he's running just straight into the teeth of the defense. He's going to wear that team down he's got the speed then once they are you know broken down to rip off chunk play after chunk play and he was just absolutely dominating i mean now in his last two games 408 yards and six touchdowns on 50 carries over the last two weeks if you've been starting him and yes i started him this week in roto street journal league someone dropped him a few weeks ago scooped him up started him against keegs for a nice 30 points but this man's gonna win you titles he gets another great you know another juicy matchup coming up 
It's just unbelievable. This guy against Washington, who's crumbled. I saw that they've given up like the most rushing yards in the league over the last four or five weeks. So Henry, uh, one last plum matchup to end the year. He will be the definition of a stretch run hero should he go off again. And I don't see any reason. I mean, there's no way Washington stays competitive. They're going to no. be grinding it out. And you know, at this point, they're just like, let's see what Henry can rip off three weeks in a row. So I imagine he's going to explode yet again and carry people to titles. It's unbelievable. I just hope, just pray that maybe, just maybe, this is the start of something for his future. I think he's only got We're, one more year after this, uh, this on his contract. So maybe they ride him out like this and see what he does. I, I don't know, but this is always what it is. Always a little cock tease to see what he's got, and then you're going to take him in the second, third round next year. And yeah, that's what I want to ask you, and I'm not going to hold you to. I'm not going to hold you to it, but like. Right now, like in a vacuum, you're say you're putting your big board together now, like which I know you're gonna yeah. do the week after the Super Bowl. Where do you put Derrick Henry? I, I actually have my big board already made. I have my top one hundred. Yeah, I but it's gonna be changing. Time. It's gonna be It'll change a little bit. Uh, okay, where's hey, Derrick Henry? And he's one that's going to change because now the second week in a row of doing this, he is right there in like the 30 to 25 range again. Dude, I that's keep like early him, third round, and you're gonna have to bump him up. I know. Oh, my God. It's crazy to me. He does it every year. Maybe that's just to keep agonizing me and maybe to make me keep investing these picks in him. But you got to think at one time. I mean, we've obviously raved about this talent and hoped that it would pan out. And something's been clearly holding it back. I don't know what it is other than some of that bitchy runs. But if he can ever get the stretch together where he's running like the monster he is right now, he would be a fantasy toward a force league winner in round three if you get he's that. A, so. He's a first rounder if he's like this. I mean, he's number one overall pick probably if he keeps doing this. But that's obviously not going to happen. So right. anyway, we're going to move on and we'll, we'll, we'll tighten this up a little bit. We just had to rant for like five minutes about yeah, Derrick Henry. Henry. So, yeah, the rest will be minute or, or less. Right. Dalvin Cook, new offensive coordinator in the house. Minnesota dominates, puts 41 points up off the Dolphins, who really, like we knew, sucked even though they beat the Patriots. Speaking of which, did you see the Patriots game? No, I missed it one. Fucking sucked. Come on. Awful. God awful. I don't know. We're talking about Dalvin Cook. That gets me excited. You know they're three and four on the road? 10, 10 points. Come on. And just awful throws from Brady. And, and the Steelers look bad. They, we, if you told me the Patriots were going to hold the Steelers to 17 points, I would have said no brainer. We're winning that game. How about if, how about if I told you they were going to hold them to 17 points and three in the second half? How about I, right. if I told you that the Steelers were going to get a field goal? Because that's the type of thing you see happen. I was like, oh, Patriots are down uh, a touchdown at, at halftime. Steelers score a field goal in the second half. Okay, that means the Patriots won by 20. Right, exactly. Yeah, it was awful, embarrassing. Uh, I have no idea. I mean, I'm nerv- I'm a little bit nervous. i got to admit that Belichick hasn't really been owning his part. He never really does. That's the no, Belichick really. thing. But is that starting to wear off into the team? And now they're now feeling they don't have to be accountable. We saw so much sloppiness and you're jumping off sides and false starts and awful throws. From so Brady. many before the ball penalties. I've not, I can hardly ever remember seeing the Patriots never. get so many. It's awful. It seems to me like the team is getting lost. And of course, when their backs against the wall, this is when they always somehow figure out a way. Everyone starts doubting them. Everyone starts shitting on them. I'm just nervous. They might not have the talent to fully pull out. I am encouraged by the way the defense is playing and they have the weapons on offense if they ever can fucking piece it together. So I'm not hitting the panic button yet. Uh, but at this point, you know, we're probably going to lose a bye and there's no chance we're going to get home field. So. Fuck, it's scary. It's absolutely terrifying. I mean, right you now. don't want to you don't want to run into like the Chargers or something in the first As round. As the wild card, right? I know. No, I mean, the wants. Ravens are the other ones. I don't, <clears throat> no, I don't that wouldn't that Ravens. wouldn't be pleasant either. 
No, anyway. they're the ones that come to Gillette all the time and they have our number. So it's it's yeah, terrifying time to be a Patriots fan. All right, but anyway, they're gonna get it together. I, I know, I know. I said we were gonna keep it short, but then I had to ask the Wolf if he saw <laughs> yeah. the Patriots game, and I'm bringing this up because you just don't. I mean, they look. You don't ever see them look crappy in Week 15 and 14, by the way, right. and back and, and like 12, and I mean, year. get blown right. out by the Lions and the Titans on the. I don't know. It's just right. it's a different look than we're used to, and so then, like part no, of me is reveling in Chiefs, it, and then part of it is like part of me is like this is really weird. Yeah, but then but then at the same token, you get dominating wins against, you know against Minnesota, and then a great game against the Chiefs. Kick the Texans' ass, there. although the Texans, Texans were Texans like a lot different in Week One than they Watson's are now. Rounding into form, I get that, but I mean we've but had it's still some a just, real win. Yeah, exactly. Some groundbreaking wins, some just puke worthy losses. So what is this team? If I mean, hopefully Brady just figures it out as he always has. Don't That's you my, think he looks per- kind of bad? Yeah, this is the worst Brady we've seen in quite in, some in a long time, time. right? And, and more so, not just the arm, but the decision. The decision making, right? It's like he's awful. doing kind of like uncharacteristically dumb things. And, yeah. And I mean, I you know, I'm not even trying to pile on. It's just like you know, when you see someone that's been so good for so long, and then all of a so sudden he's not, free. you're like, well, yeah. this is weird. And I mean, then you're like, oh yeah, he's 41. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Dalvin Cook. On that <laughs> note, Dalvin Cook, new offensive coordinator, dominates the Dolphins, uh, put up 41 points. Cook rushes 19 times for a buck 36, two scores in the Vikings' week 15 win. He had another 27 yards on a catch, by the way. Dalvin Cook, riser. Absolutely. Uh, and of course, he was logged into your lineup, but now you got to just make sure locked in top like seven, eight play rest of the way. Zimmer talked about wanting to be run heavy. We've, we've raved about him as our must start running back of the week that we were eight spots or something higher on the experts than him. Had him in all my DraftKings lineup, so he made a nice day for me. Unbelievable, though, just how explosive he looked. Some of those spin moves. Granted, yes, this came against Miami's 29th worst run defense in the league, but he was spinning and carving and just ripping it with unbelievable speed the vision to bounce it outside and then outrun the rest of the defense on both his scores were just completely beautiful uh so moving forward obviously he's going to be a running back one for your championship week hopefully he gets to dominate once more and then even next year you know i mean granted after the game at before i get to next year adam thielen comes out and says you know this is the guy we've been seeing every day in practice we've been waiting to let him carry our offense and our new coordinator comes in and lets him we know we're riding him out the rest of the year we know what kind of player he is uh we're gonna need that moving forward so just some nice quotes from his teammates uh talking about you know this is this was not an accident this was by design and it's going to keep happening and next year i mean he's playing himself right back into mid-second he's, he's year, a you know, second round guy probably right at, at least maybe even uh, you know early first if this continues because he's just so dominant and this offense is can be just so good we saw how uh, on the sunday speaking of guys that have looked real good when they've been healthy and have gotten the rock chris carson 20 22 rushes, 119 yards and a touchdown. Six of six targets for 29 in the Seahawks' Week 15 overtime loss. Which, by the way, did you see Sebastian Janikowski in that game? What he did? No. What happened? I, I completely missed. Well, the deep I mean, he missed an extra. Deck. He missed an extra point, and oh. then and then he essentially on the next play, which is like you don't usually see. You know, because like if someone misses a field goal, then they don't kick off. But if you miss an extra point, you still have to kick off, right? Yeah. And so, and he kicked off, and and uh, they, they ran it back, and he he totally could have stopped the guy and just didn't, just like oh. just like kind of kind of like missed him on purpose. <sighs> yeah, it was That's a bad look. Pathetic. It was like it was like the type that. of thing where yeah, I know, me too. Anyway, That's uh, awful. yeah, overtime lost to the 49ers. Bad look. Uh, talk about Chris Carson though. 
he keeps getting labeled like an upside RB2, but how are people not just accepting the fact this is an RB1? He's been that way all year, and even more so now, getting that six of six targets, a career high, getting some receiving usage now, uh, given the game flipped, uh, game script was flipped on him and they were coming from behind. It was good to see Carson was still heavily involved, even in that situation. So he's obviously been beastly as a runner all year, uh, leads the league in yards after contact. Just really fun to watch. This is one of the few times I got to some good glimpses at really watching him other than highlight tape, but just actually oh, watching good, how he beats down a defense the entire game and just <laughs> keeps coming at him. I, I love that style of running back. I loved watching him play this Sunday, and especially with the receiving – Adding on to that floor, especially with week 16, you got the Chiefs coming up to know that Carson would still be involved and see 15 to 20 touches against this uh, giving up the number two points to running backs. The Chiefs are he's going to be a monster in your championship. So if you got him in round 10, congratulations. He's definitely one of the top value picks of fantasy 2018. Dante Pettis caught all five of his targets for 83 yards in the 49ers week 15 overtime win over the Seahawks. Not to repeat myself, guy seems like he's a legitimate starting option. Oh, absolutely. At this point, he's got a four-week span, so you've got plenty of sample size. He hasn't had a dud in that four-week span. This was his lowest because he didn't find the end zone. First time in three weeks he hasn't, but still had a nice game. Uh, you know, Again, 83 yards, certainly leading the team in targets, receptions, even beating Kittle on this one. Great after the catch, explosive athlete, somebody I'm very intrigued by to see what he does next year, too. Uh, Dante Pettis. Easily startable in your championship if you picked him up and were wondering whether you can trust him yet. The Bears are awful at tackling, and I think Pettis will run right through this defense. It's the one place you can uh, actually exploit them. Gus the bus, 19 times, a buck four, a touchdown in Baltimore's Week 15 win over the Bucks. The Bucks, who just like, God, what an up-and-down piece of shit team they are. But the Ravens, they were just what the doctor ordered for the Ravens. Um, Gus the bus, another big game out of the running back position. What do you think? I mean, can we trust this? I think you'd absolutely can. The only reason I wanted to make sure we touch upon him is John Harbaugh before the game saying Kenneth Dixon's going to be way more involved and this running back is going to be more of a committee. <clears throat> Edwards she puts that notion to rest, rocks it nearly 20 times for those great stats that you said. Uh, the Chargers are a tougher matchup, especially if the, the game flow gets out of hand and they get up big early. But either way, you can trust Edwards in your flex and RB2 spots. Hopefully you did this week because he had a monster performance for you. All right, last one, Marlon Mack of the Colts backfield that's been like, you know, just messing with us all year kind of from Mm -hmm. the preseason almost. You'd have to say even before the season started, this backfield was fucking with us. Marlon Mack, 27 rushes, 139, two touchdowns, and the Colts 23 to nothing. Week 15 win over the Cowboys. All you Cowboy fans can stick it up your asses. This (laughs) This is the team that like, you know, everyone's, oh, the Cowboys, they're the real deal. No, they're not. No, they're not the real yeah. deal. Dak Prescott's still their quarterback. They're not a very good team. 23 to nothing to the Colts. Really? Really? Anyway, what do you think of Marlon Mack? I think you got yourself a potential season winner. If you somehow started him this week, he obviously got you nearly 30 points. Unbelievable performance against an otherwise very tough run defense. So it's great to see, especially, again, the Colts offense as a whole being that dominant. That's when those scripts happen that Marlon Mack can absolutely destroy teams. And they have the Giants on deck. So if they're going to do this to the Cowboys, imagine what they're going to do to the pathetic, hapless, useless Giants come next weekend who have an even worse run defense we just saw 
saw Derrick Henry, who we've been raving about, rip off 170 yards against him. Uh, so it's great to see Marlon Mack used as that 27 carry guy in what's otherwise been an, an inconsistent committee. It's great to see him again separate. He's had those few pockets of domination. He's back to dominate in your fantasy playoffs. He's going to have a monster for you in Week 16 if you own him. And just a last note on that, Ryan Kelly, their center, back in the game. And it was clearly noticeable. This guy's a stud. Yeah, it, it makes a big lanes, difference. It, it was the lanes that he had against an otherwise great run defense this whole year were unbelievable. So Mac, the line, everything's clicking. You're going to get a monster in Week 16. So congratulations if you have Marlon Mack right now. Ballers, all Eagles under Nick Foles except Alshon Jeffrey. Before we get into this, I mean, you got to admit, there's a little tiny, tiny part of you that would like to see the Eagles make the playoffs with Nick Foles again. Like, <laughs> I mean, do right, saves their season. I mean, like catch. how, like you know, as much as everyone likes to blow smoke up Wentz's ass. Like, let's just remember what happened last year and what Nick Foles did. And Wentz has been iffy this year. I know he's probably been hurt more than he's let on much of the year. Right. And, you know, Foles comes back. I don't know. You just beat the living shit out of the Rams. I know the defense had a lot to do with that. We're going to talk about the Rams inept offense in a minute, too. Yeah. But don't you, wouldn't you kind of like to see the Eagles make the playoffs? Yeah, uh, uh, actually, no, fuck the Eagles. I was going to say, like, you know, I don't know if you're going to commit, but... No, because of what happened last year, I think anybody outside of a Patriots fan would probably not hate seeing Nick Foles go on another run, but fuck him, fuck the Eagles. I hate them after last year. Uh, And fuck their fantasy products outside of Alshon Jeffrey. Foles, 270 scoreless yards, not bad, an interception, Fair day, fine day, clearly enough to get the win. Not not uh, up to every, his Super Bowl standards by any means. Uh, certainly not yet. Yeah, not God himself on the field that day. Jesus. Uh, but obviously, it just all year he's been meh, 160 yards. Like, just a pathetic, not thrown. He's got like one touchdown, I think, in three starts. So fantasy-wise, you know, Golden Tate only 43 yards. And Nelson Aguilar, one catch. Everything went to Alshon Jeffrey. So if you own Jeffrey, then you must be singing some praises because eight catches, 160 yards. It was just pure locked in. Like when a rookie comes in and locks into his number one guy, there was no doubt who Foles was locked in onto. And Alshon made it worthwhile. 160 yards. Unbelievable. Fresh off a six catch, 50 yard TD day. I think Alshon can be back into your lineup. The Texans have been getting destroyed by number one receivers. We'll talk about Robbie Anderson in a second. So Alshon Jeffrey. Jeffrey, back in the lineups. Everybody else, though, you can't trust. All right. Leonard Fournette, he said, quote, unquote, unquote, the game plan coming in was to limit his carry Sunday against Washington. Well, that's great. That's great, Leonard. That's a one. You know what that is? That is a winning fantasy game plan right there. What I want to see, if I could just tailor made, uh, you know, kind of your plan, I'd like to see your carries be limited. Yeah, nothing better than that, right, from your workhorse back, just having his carries. This guy's more hassle than he's worth in fantasy. Oh, my God. I'm not interested in all. At all. He's definitely a, as the Rotos were, were starting to compile the lists, he's definitely one of the heavy favorites for bust of the year. So once those mm-hmm. Rotos are out, make sure you track Woman at a bar or a woman in general or more man, someone you're trying to pick up, just someone that is just more trouble than they're worth. Oh, absolutely. Just more trouble than they're worth. You know, just want a little too much out of you or a lot too much out of you for what they're giving back. I know. And it's one of those things where at one point they – 
gave you some epic performance. So you you want to keep going back and you want to keep believing. Even this year, we've had some flashes of, you know, 30 carries and 150 yards. And it, the upside is there. But again, you're paying so much. I mean, you're this is like you got to buy this person bottle service and take them out to the finest steak dinners. And ha- you're getting half the time. They're just going to bust and do nothing for you. Right. So like you said, just not worth the trouble, even if they have those couple flashes of brilliance. That's what he's been. I mean, 46 yards yesterday, 18 yards on the end the receiving game. Completely pathetic. This was a Washington uh, run defense that had given up the most rushing yards over three straight weeks. Everyone coming in saying it's Fournette's time to shine. He's going to have that bounce back week. Make it worth your first round while if you invest in him. And then we find out the plan coming in is to limit his carries. Just a pathetic, just useless guy. Even against the pathetic Dolphins, the matchup couldn't be juicier. I'd have a real hard time trusting this guy. I mean, granted, you'd have to have a pretty damn good option to not play Fournette against the Dolphins. I don't know. I mean, I don't know, but this is, yeah, this was a plum matchup too. So it just sucks. If you had him and you made the finals and you finally thought he was going to come out for you, nope. Just not worth the hassle. Definitely a guy I'm avoiding next year. Right. We're going to talk about the the Dolphins' backfield a little bit here, Kenyon Drake. But I just want to take a moment to just mention the fact that we're going to be mentioning Frank Gore and someone whose name is Ballage in the same sentence. <laughs> I mean, there's some real Ballage action going on. Uh, well, let's with save Frank Drake till we get to them. Yeah, we'll save Drake till we get to them. <laughs> the ballage. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about it right the now. Right, right, right. Okay, so we'll talk about that uh, in, in the injuries. Okay. Exactly. Rams passing attack. You want to talk about fallers? Let's talk about fallers. Jared Goff, last three games, one touchdown, seven picks. Oh seven picks. God. Aaron Rodgers has like three picks all year. Drew Brees oh. has like three picks all year. Yeah. This guy's seven picks in the last three games for this like supposedly unstoppable offense. You can't feel great about the Rams going into the playoffs, like like in just in general, right? Like this seems like a highly beatable team. Absolutely. Uh, especially the more and more they crumble. I mean, they play well at home. So if they were somehow able to secure home field and they, I mean, that came against the saints, we saw the upside. They could beat anybody in the league, put up points with anybody in the league, but yeah, crumbling. Did the, the bears come in and just break their will? I don't know what's going on right now. I mean, now. the saints beat them up too. You're, t- uh, you're thinking about the game they won against the Chiefs, which was like oh, yeah, amazing. I mean, the Saints yeah. kind of took them to the woodshed. The Saints did, yeah. That was, I meant Chiefs. Uh, but, yeah, so we saw them compete with some of the best, but then they get beaten down by others. Goff, 330 scoreless yards, two picks. And like looked said, like shit. Like, did, did, like, looked like a like a shitty quarterback on some yeah, of those. Did you did. see that ball that he, like, flung to the side when he was getting sacked and it got intercepted? Just kind of, like, threw it like, yeah, like, right. like I would yeah. if I were getting rushed right. by people? <laughs> Take it. Why don't you have that? Uh, but it obviously, fantasy-wise, makes you pretty damn nervous uh, going into your finals. If you somehow were starting Goff, he's got to hit your bench. Facing Arizona, one of the tougher matchups, surprisingly, a sneaky good pass defense, giving up the 30th most points to quarterbacks, so this the second, third hardest matchup for QBs. Brandon Cooks, uh, you know, 59 yards, meh. Robert Woods, like 74, okay, but not what you really want. Scoreless in his last, like, three or four. Uh, I mean, he was also on my Rose Street Journal team, by the way. Yeah, just a meh day. I mean, Josh Reynolds, meh. It's just meh. one of those things where, other than Gurley, who's going to steamroll the the uh, 
the Cardinals, who I mean, we just yeah, saw I mean, have probably a so. on the ground week in and week out. They get absolutely destroyed. Uh, we know that Gurley's going to dominate them, but other than that, I don't think you can trust a single Ram. And that's kind of crazy to say when this was not two, you know, two three weeks ago, the most explosive attack that you wanted every single piece of in a tough matchup against Arizona. I don't want any of that passing game. I only want Gurley. Yeah, I agree with you completely. And uh, you know, right now, if you're looking at the NFC. I guess the Ram. I mean, the Rams, I mean, the Saints seem to still be the clear-cut favorite, but, I mean, I don't know. The Rams seem like they're ripe for an upset, like, in, yeah. in, you know, unless something really changes. And, man, they really went all in on this season. I know they got uh, a, a good contract with Goff and stuff, but, you know, they've signed a lot of big-name guys on defense for, like, a year, two years, stuff like that. Um, and the window may close a little sooner than they hope uh, yeah. it would if they don't get it together. Penny Stocks, we got a couple. Josh Allen and Robert Foster of the Buffalo Bills circling the wagons. <laughs> the Bills have won, what, six games? Five games? Saw, right, yeah. Feisty little Bills. I mean, uh, they were once the clear-cut laughing stock oh, of yeah. the NFL. I would have said especially one in 15. A, especially a fantasy. It was like whoever's facing the Bills, give me their defense. I don't care how bad they are. And that's now the Cardinals. It worked the for fa- like six weeks. Yeah, exactly. It was literally a bulletproof plan. You'd get 19 to 20 points no matter who was facing the Bills. But Josh Allen, and much due to his legs, not his arm, has been turning this offense around, at least fantasy-wise, getting you some very quality days. He's got 26, 30, 20, 19 in his last four since coming back from injury. Uh, the offense as a whole moving the ball better, uh, scoring some points. You 15, they had you know a couple 20-point days. Nothing great, but no longer those shutout Bills that you clearly have have to just play whatever defense against uh, he's, he's been really getting it done actually broke Michael Vick's record for most rushing yards in a three game span when he uh, went over 100 100 100 back to back to back weeks as we predicted and then had, leads the NFL with 506 yards six touchdowns on the ground very healthy number there had another rushing score this week against the Lions wasn't great on the ground only 16 yards but found the end zone found the end zone with his arm as well uh, and on, speaking of the arm who's been Benefiting the most from that is Robert Foster. This guy's making plays. He played at Alabama under De- uh, Dobble, their offensive coordinator, and clearly there's some familiarity. He's using him on tons of deep balls week in and week out. He has double-digit fantasy points in four of his last five. We talked about him. He was our Hail Mary receiver of the week. We recommended you pick him up if you were desperate, and if you did, you got 18 fantasy points, so I hope you did, and if you still haven't, he's only 14% owned coming into a matchup against the Patriots, especially Josh Allen to me, 23% owned a guy that I would be willing to roll out a quarterback. Uh, the Patriots giving up the ninth most points to QBs and especially struggling with mobile guys. Uh, they, they don't tackle well on defense at all. I would see a Josh Allen, Robert Foster stack, potentially putting up some big points in week 16. If you could somehow That's stomach so that insane. risk. Well, insane. You're, not, you're not wrong, but it's so insane. It's insane. But I mean, I, I don't think I would trust them both. But Allen, I really think we'll have another 20 plus fantasy point day. But an Allen Foster pig roast would just be so sweet and succulent. <laughs> the sweetest, rarest, the most movable. succulent pig roast you'll ever have. <laughs> I think. I think the shittier the stack, the better the pig roast that tastes like when it actually comes to fruition. Right. Exactly. I think that's yeah, a general you really rule have to of slow thumb. Cook it. Right. I like right, that. Right. Right. Yeah. If you you know if you get a Josh Rosen and like their wide receiver four pig roast and you happen to start yeah, them both, Chad you're like, oh really? my, you're licking your fingers. You're just like, oh, this is the best <laughs> goddamn pig roast I've ever had. Absolutely. That's a rule of thumb. We're 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 patenting, uh, copyright pending. Um, yeah. Robbie Anderson, another last penny stock for us. 
Seven out of his team-high 11 targets for 96 and a score in the Jets. Week 15 loss to the Texans. Honestly, a game they probably should have won. If DeAndre Hopkins wasn't Superman, they probably would have. I know. Insane. And this marks now another day of him being the leading target. 11 targets. Again, just bathing in looks from Sam Darnold. He's only been back for two weeks, and he's clearly zoned in on Robbie Anderson, who uh, over this game span has 172 yards, uh, 15 catches, two scores. So he's been an absolute monster, as similar to Derrick Henry, stretch run sneaky hero right now going on. Uh, with Robbie Anderson. Unlike Derrick Henry, this guy's widely available, only 24% owned. Uh, anybody getting 30% of their team's target share is well worth a look, especially when you got the Packers giving up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers uh, in the league coming up for week 16. If I needed a receiver, I would be going all in to get Robbie Anderson. We talked about Foster. Yeah, I like him. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton had 12 targets, so yeah, his volume's still there as the slot slut for Case Keenum, but if I needed a fill-in wide receiver, I would go to Robbie Anderson as fast as I could and toss him into that spot. All right, a couple quick injuries to close out the podcast. Uh, we have a ballage situation with Frank Gore, as I alluded to before. Um, and when Frank Gore has a ballage situation, obviously there's some serious things that need to be discussed. As if anyone saw that quick video of his ball sack jaggling, uh, jingling back and forth when he was making a run a couple weeks ago. Um, the fact that there's a guy named Ballage that's going to be coming in to replace him, that, that doesn't just happen by accident. Miami clearly <laughs> signed this guy because his last name was Ballage. Anyway, I, Frank Gore, due to a foot issue, is expected to miss the rest of the season, but the Ballage will still be there. <laughs> I, I hate to uh, to steal your thunder, but the, na- the way you pronounce it is actually Ballage, I believe. No, it's that's like a not French, the way you pronounce it. It's, that, that, that's incorrect. His name is Ballage. I can uh, read well, it. Uh, we'll call him Ballage from now on, but I do think it's Kalen Bellage yeah, well, or something his, like his that. His parents screwed up then because his yeah. name's Ballage. And since Frank Gore is the one he's replacing, yes, he will forever be known as Ballage. Uh, so, yes, Ballage <laughs> comes in uh, replacing the man of the coconut sack and gets 12 carries for 123 in a TD, 75 yards on the first play of the second half. I mean, this is a guy 4-4 four, four, uh, four, four speed at 230 pounds, 6-2, so well built, uh, pretty freakish athleticism, a very good pass catcher coming out of college, had that kind of every down workhorse build and skill set. Uh, you got marked for poor vision and things that are very necessary for running backs, but I'll tell you what, I didn't see any poor vision on some of these runs. I uh, seemed all right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the defense to me. So, yes, the matchup's tough against the Jaguars, so that limits his appeal. But we just saw the Jaguars get steamrolled for, like, what, 230 from Derrick Henry? So it's not like this defense is impossible to beat. So, yeah, Ballage, certainly a worthwhile 1% owned right now, a guy that you could add, throw into your flex if you're running back needy, a huge ceiling if you're an underdog, definitely a low floor because, I mean, this Miami's backfield's been impossible to project all year, but still a definitely huge ceiling coming from Ballage. Yeah, I appreciate you rolling with the Ballage pronunciation. Seriously, we're not calling this guy Ballage. No, I'm with you. All right, Aaron Jones, speaking of people that uh, really stuck it to some people that had come to believe in him, man, uh, you know, he just looked, I mean, he got hurt, I guess, right? But, I mean, he also just, but, I mean, like, so Jamal Williams, I mean, are we saying you got to start Jamal Williams now? I mean, I think Jones is out for the year, right? Why, Why would you keep playing him? I mean, the Packers are done there's two games left right 
Right, he's got a sprained MCL, so he's done for the year. Uh, ended his day in the first quarter, four carries, eight yards, as you were alluding to. Just a fantasy nightmare, ruining hopes and dreams for a ton of owners out there. So our apologies if you had to play Aaron Jones. You should have been sitting him against the Bears, to be honest, anyways. But we get it. The talent is tantalizing. But speaking of uh, the Bears' defense, somehow Jamal Williams, out of nowhere, comes in and knifes through them. 12 carries, 55 yards, and a TD, adding four receptions and 42 more yards. So. So just your standard 97 total yard, two TD day or one TD day from Jamal Williams out of nowhere. The first time he's topped double digits since December of last year, he's been absolutely useless, but they have no one else. Ty Montgomery has been traded. Aaron Jones is now out. Williams is legitimately the only option they have a pure every down player. And now facing the, the jets coming up in week 16, mediocre at best run defense. So nothing scary about them. If he's going to do this to, to the, um, bears with the volume. Imagine what he'll do when he gets similar volume, if not more, because they'll probably be up higher against uh, the Jets. He's by, uh, we just talked about Bollage, maybe a higher ceiling play, but I would be going to Williams first, uh, first and foremost if I needed any running back reinforcement or just a safer play. He's the guy I would definitely be targeting first off the waiver wire. Tyler Boyd, I mean, is, I mean, you know, if he's out, like who do you even go to? Not worth it? This Yeah, I mean, the rest of these injuries are all just kind of maybes. So th- we'll talk about these guys more on Wednesday. It's kind of why I moved them down. Like, just we'll keep them on the radar. All right, Boy, screw these Rita, guys. You know, the Chargers returning. We have tons of notes that we will make sure to cover for you. It sounds like Boyd isn't returning, and it probably will Well, I mean, you, but uh, we can just say right now, and then we'll cut it off there. If Boyd is not returning, you can't. You're, well, you're going to start someone else on the Bengals. <laughs> Like John like, Ross, you're, you're, I mean, how could you possibly be in the playoffs and be like, I'm going to roll out like the Bengals fourth string receiver. Right. The only thing that you might have in your playoffs and this would be of note is Joe Mixon obviously had yeah, himself okay. a, a monster day uh, and is a great receiver himself. So maybe it just becomes, let's give Joe Mixon like 50 touches. Uh, he's obviously a monster on Sunday, two touchdowns and just feasting on the Raiders defense comes into Cleveland, a pathetic defense themselves has given up plenty of 30 point days to running backs. I think if you own Mixon, you're looking at this licking your chops with Boyd out unless the defense just sells out completely to stop him. But even then, I don't think they will. So Mixon gets the, the up arrow. Otherwise, you know, you're not playing John Ross like it, there's no clear pass catcher. That's going to be the beneficiary here. Maybe ooze him up if you're desperate at tight end sees some more but i mean get 12 targets for like 20 yards is what he does so uh, yeah it's just joe mixon it's the joe mixon show against cleveland that's the only real takeaway here all right fair enough that's gonna do it uh we got a monday night game coming up that is you know relevant for some people i guess for the wolf it is we got the reeling panthers who have lost i think five straight going against the saints mm-hmm. who you know we've seen a chink or two in the saints armor recently but i still expect them to just completely obliterate the panthers we'll see what happens um predictions uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think the Saints roll. They they need to get back on track themselves and kind of reaffirm where they stand in the NFC. So I think they come and win by two touchdowns. All right. Fair enough. I think I agree. Any social media you want to pump up? We're getting down to the nitty gritty here. I know. Only a, a couple weeks left here. Uh, maybe even one week left for most of you. If you're any sane human, you don't play in week 17. So one last chance for us, the fantasy fullback dive to pave the way to your pay dirt. Uh, we've been hitting pretty money all year. We want to get one last shot to bring you to the promised land. So make sure you subscribe, review if you like what you heard. Uh, even if you didn't let us know what we can do better, it means the world to us, the fantasy fullback dive on iTunes. And otherwise, me personally, 
Hit me up at Roto Street Wolf on Twitter and Snapchat. Always love talking fantasy football. Or you can find us on Facebook at Roto Street Journal. I'll be doing my ranking show tomorrow live around 5 o'clock. It's been getting tons of great interaction. Would love to have you there, especially if you're in your championship game, to discuss the early week rankings. Uh, we do our live fantasy tailgate there as well. Sunday morning sit starts. And then Instagram, uh, pumping out the content, the breaking news, all that good stuff. Roto Street Journal there as well. So find us, follow us, interact with us. Let's get that uh, Week 16 win. And then we'll have, uh, I I think if you're down that, maybe Week 17, kind of take a little sneak peek at my top 100 for 2019. Um, Of course. I know you're down. (laughs) Of course. course. So so you have that to look forward to. Even if you're out, stick with us because we're going to get you That podcast is exclusively just for the psychopaths out there, by the way. Absolutely. Link Clegg, I'm looking at you, all you psychos in Australia or wherever you're from. Uh, we have a 2019 pod coming back for you. So be staying tuned, Wolfpack. we got a huge things coming this next year. All right. That's awesome. My name is Nat the Truth Jones. And I'm the Wolf. Best of luck, guys. Later. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd. Take our final bow Oh, it's our time to go But at least we stole the show 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 Old-fashioned football right there, folks.